What's up, viewers in Tennessee, the volunteer state, home of Davy Crockett, home of Andrew Jackson, and the birthplace of country music and Memphis blues and rock and roll. Welcome to the TenCon Big Seven. I am Brandon Lewis. We are Tennessee's largest conservative news alternative and the only one that is 100% focused on the beloved state of Tennessee. Ladies and gentlemen, here I am in my Let's Go Brandon t-shirt. What legitimate journalist, as many of the rhinos say up in Nashville, what legitimate journalist would do things in such an unprofessional manner? Well, maybe one that tells the truth. I am just an average citizen like most of you. We are a ragtag group of conservatives that bring you the news that left-leaning uh, media outlets will not bring you, and even some right-leaning ones that are often uh, purchased by the corporate money that flows into the campaign coffers of rhinos. Uh, but we we are uh, clean as the driven snow and would not do any of that. Guys, it is the last day. It is the last day of early voting, and so I hope all of you are getting out there to the polls. Now listen, there are some confusing things happening right now for many of our uh, regular viewers of the TenCon Big 7, and if you would please uh, type in the comment section there that you're watching and where you're watching from, and then we're going to get into these stories. We've got stories, ballot bungles, they want us to believe in election integrity, uh, very difficult when some of this stuff is going on. Uh, we've got a little bit of transparency issue and reporting. Uh, we've got some folks that are unresponsive to concerns of the electorate um, and lots of other information about learning loss in Tennessee schools. Boy, uh, we've got some boards wanting to limit citizen engagement, and we even got some people pushing back against the corporate welfare initiated by Bill Lee and the legislature and uh, liberal Mayor Cooper in Nashville. It's just a big bag of stuff, so please do go and vote. Uh, vote early. Today's the last day of early voting. Uh, vote your conscience, uh, your conservative conscience, uh, not your practical, pragmatic uh, beat uh, about the head and shoulders by the establishment uh, dogma, but rather your conservative conscience would be my recommendation. Now, why am I here? Why am I here a day early? A day early. Usually I'm a day late and a dollar short, but today I am a day early. It is because tomorrow I turn a whopping 43 years old uh, in Marshall County, Alabama uh, on November the 4th, 1979 at 8.48 uh, a.m. Uh, came a bouncing baby boy, 8 pounds and I believe 10 ounces, uh, and the world has never been the same uh, since. And so it is tomorrow's my birthday, and as uh, is a routine and a ritual and a tradition with Brandon Lewis, uh, I get about 20. Uh, it'll be 21 this year, I think, of my guy friends together for the weekend. Typically, we do it in Blue Ridge, Georgia at a cabin. However, this year I'm doing it at Casa de Lewis. We've just built this uh, big house, and I'm going to have everybody over. People are going to be flopping all over the house. Um, I remember when I grew up in uh, Arab, uh, Alabama, uh, we would go down to Hamilton County, and we would have a family reunion, and uh, Aunt Ruby and Uncle Amos, like their house, was like two bedrooms, and so the kids had to sleep out on the porch. People were just piled everywhere. I don't think it matters as long as you're together. Before we get in the story, let's get into the mailbag real quick here. I uh, got one here from Teresa. It says, you can send your mail to 1523 East 27th Street. Uh, thank you for all you do. <laughs> Not voting for Bill Lee either. So tired of hoping the next conservative uh, will make some changes. Sadly, no. God bless. Teresa, 
Also got a wonderful note here from Ginger, who sent me some election information via uh, via the mail. Thank you, Ginger. Thank you for your steadfast support, uh, both of you ladies. We got a lot of ladies uh, that really helped the Tennessee conservative get our news uh, out there. So, with no further ado, let's get into the stories. Are you ready? I'm ready. Nashville voters were given the wrong ballots. Votes cast for candidates in other districts. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Nashville voters were given incorrect ballots and cast votes for candidates not in their districts. The Nashville uh, County Election Commission was not aware of the issue until the Associated Press alerted them of the problem. Always great when the Associated Press has to tell you you've made a bungle. Um, hilarious. Early voting has been in operation for the last two weeks, Jeff Roberts, the county's election commission administrator, said yesterday that the error has since been resolved. Mistakes happen. Roberts said on Tuesday he was unaware if the same issue had cropped up elsewhere in the state. Interactive maps from the comptroller's office and the legislature had voters listed in different districts than the secretary of state's office. Now, does anybody ever lose their job or uh, get reprimanded, demoted? Uh, lose pay in the government when they make big, huge, epic mistakes in education, immigration, policy, tax implementation, electioneering. No, no, it's not like the private sector. It's not like you and your pocketbook at home. These are just mistakes that happen. Roberts was reluctant to blame any particular state or local entity for the error. Now, why should anybody be held accountable? I don't see why. He said, without more information, I would start off by saying we have to assume we did not do something right before we throw shade at the state. Don't throw no shade at the state now. Incorrect ballots were given uh, to up to 190 voters for congressional races. Of those, 196 voted in the wrong state house race, 16 for the wrong state senate candidate. Some national residents who were redistricted for the newly redrawn 5th congressional district voted in the 7th instead. Some who should have voted in the 7th cast votes for candidates in the 5th. And some that voted in the 6th District who are zoned for the 7th. This is a who's on first story. One of the sources tells us that some residents are calling for the resignation of Roberts for the ballot bungle. What? Good luck, government accountability. You can hope on that for a long time. Next story. Tennessee election finance reporting lacks transparency for those not in the know. Now listen. If you try to figure out, which is why we're putting together this follow the money report, if you try to figure out who has been given what by whom, it is very difficult. Uh, I believe it is intentionally so. Uh, and so this is an article uh, that we originated here, and I think it's news. Uh, will anybody else pick up on it? Probably not. We very often bring you news that nobody else does about things that are very important, but, you know, but doesn't sell a lot of uh, a lot of advertising, I suppose. With new campaign finance transparency legislation passed in the last session of the General Assembly, political candidates for both state and local offices must now file major contributions and expenditures that occur during the final days before the election with the Tennessee Registry of Election Finance. However, for those wishing to track candidates and their associated PACs, campaign contributions and expenditures, there is a catch. You'd never know about this. A simple search of the online finance database will not necessarily reveal all the contributions and expenses. The search only reveals those contributions and expenses that are filed electronically. A separate search for paper filings is necessary to view the information 
Find instructions on how to search these in articles on our website. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. And if you're not uh, signing up for our newsletter, I would recommend strongly that you do that. You only see probably one-twentieth of what we actually cover if you only get to us on social media. For 2022, there are currently 34 paper-filed reports that are separate from those that are electronic, okay? So follow me here. 34. We've got about 133 uh, members thereabouts in state government in the House and Senate, and so 34 were filed by paper. While all reports are available to the public, the fact that two sets of books are kept for each candidate is not made clear by anyone who visits the website. Like you got to be like in the know. And if we had not spent so much time trying to bring you a more distilled, clear, and concise view of who gets what money from where, you would probably never know. So stay tuned for that report. Registry uh, could address this by requiring all reports to be filed electronically or simply making it clear that there are two places to search. Roughly half a million dollars of last-minute expenditures were reported shortly before the primary election on August 4th, however, Nearly the same amount, again, went undisclosed until the quarterly filings were, su were submitted to October, which I think runs afoul of the law. Of note, the paper filing reveals that $11,725.80 was spent by Senate Speaker Randy the Rhino McNally, political action committee that didn't appear to be included in the Tennessee Registry of Election Finance and the interim disclosures. The paper filing included funds paid out to a campaign consultant firm in Nashville that was listed as mail independent expenditure opposing Gary Humble. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, if I'm not mistaken, recently, the, the very, uh, very fair-handed, open-minded, following-the-rule-of-law uh, election committee up in uh, Nashville, without any complaints or evidence, decided that they were going to launch an investigation into Gary Humble. Sounds like kangaroo court. Sounds like the stuff that FBI did at Mar-a-Lago, right? Right here in Tennessee. Just the swamp coming after people that are conservative because he almost beat the majority leader. Yet here is something that wasn't turned in on time by Speaker Randy McNally. Is there going to be an investigation? Will there, will there be some kind of something happen here? Probably not. Will there be any investigation into the fact that Jack Johnson and Randy McNally, both of them work closely together both of them have PACs, and those PACs opposed Gary Humble, yet there's not supposed to be coordination between candidates and PACs. Outspent, outgunned. We're not going to look at the people in power. We're going to look at the people that lost. Sound familiar? Sound similar to what's happening to Trump right now? It ain't just up in Washington. All right, guys, listen. It is a parched desert wasteland in the state of Tennessee. If you want to know what's going on in our volunteer state, I'm telling you, all the, all the media sources are liberal, left-leaning, corporately funded in our state, almost exclusively. And if you don't know where to look, know where to go, you're not going to get the information you need. You're not going to hear from the voices that matter. You're not going to hear from the movers and shakers in Tennessee. Now listen, Steve Abramowitz, great guy, conservative, fled from a liberal state to come here to Tennessee, brought his conservative values with him, and he has been talking to the movers and the shakers. He has recently uh, done an interview with John Jubilee of Energized Health, A.J. DePriest of the Tennessee uh, Liberty Network, Gary Humble of Tennessee Stands, Kristen Hank Hawkins, founder of Students for Life. Guys, go check out this podcast, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, please do search for Mill Creek, that's M-I-L-L, Creek View Podcast, Tennessee, Put the Tennessee in there and hit the subscribe button. Leave them a review. 
it helps. And do also look for Tennessee Conservative wherever you get your podcasts. They are a supporter. We have got right now a whopping, whopping, are you ready for this? We've got a whopping two advertisers. That is up roughly a billion percent from last year. Uh, because conservatives are often just scared to death uh, to let their views be known. Now, the liberals have no problem with that. So if you would like to advertise, if you sell something, a service, or a good uh, that can uh, help people across Tennessee, and it's a statewide type of thing, uh, please do email me, Brandon, at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. All right, here we go. This is such a drag. Knott's County leadership unresponsive to citizens' concerns about children's exposure to men in lingerie. On Friday of last week, the Tennessee Conservative posted knocks for Liberty's alert of three men uh, in lingerie who want to spend time with children's shows to take place over the weekend. The article featured contact information for the sponsoring businesses, local officials, and links to other constituents' legislators. The Tennessee Conservative subscriber told us that she contacted the sponsoring businesses and was told by the mayor and the sheriff's office uh, that they were fine with the event and the businesses are not in violation of Tennessee Code. The Tennessee Code reference is the same that Representative Chris Todd cited uh, in a Stop the Family-Friendly Men in Lingerie shows with children in Jackson recently uh, through weeks of works, meetings, and media exposure. Our source tells us that many of the Knoxville community have reached out to their local representatives and anyone else they could think of about their concerns, but getting no response from city and county leadership. She states that the goal of contacting lawmakers is to get a state law passed in Tennessee to prohibit men in lingerie from having contact uh, with minors in a sexually explicit way. I mean, these things are not appropriate. Sources tell us that the all-ages men in lingerie shows that took place in Knoxville over the weekend are part of a backlash to the recent uh, events in Maryville that concerned citizens managed to have canceled. One source says the response from the men in lingerie who are obviously mentally mentally confused about their gender, uh, my words not hers, has been to rile their base and claim that they are going to fight this all the way to the courts. According to the source, the event that happened in Knoxville appears to be part of the response. The event was originally only open to 21+, plus, but after a few days before, they purposely made the point of opening up to all ages as a family event. Don't go to that house for Thanksgiving. Woo! Next story, analysis shows some Tennessee students lost months of learning between 2019 and 2022 as uh, our entire state government lost their mind and, and did things that were crazy. You know, um, here recently I've indicated clearly that I will not be voting for Bill Lee um, because of him making 10 promises and, and keeping almost none of them and none of them that were substantial. Um, and somebody, I think people often say, well, you're kind of armchair quarterbacking. Well, that's not true. Uh, I got out on the Market Street Bridge with about 300 conservatives and about 300 conservatives driving, uh, and I think it was March of 2020, saying the same stuff I'm saying now. I knew it was evil. I knew it was wrong. I knew it would be destructive. I knew it wouldn't be two weeks. I have read history books before. I read The Great Influenza long before this ever happened. I have watched... Um, Governments use a crisis to their political advantage. I have watched people get caught up in groupthink and jump off bridges uh, with everybody else, and it is tough to stand up for what is right when everybody else is telling you that you are crazy. But that's what I did, and I did not need to stick my finger in the air. I did not need to, to get behind the governor's skirt 
and and wait until um, Tennessee's few hardcore conservatives and primary voters came to a, a, a rolling boil? No, because all I had to do was hold firm to my conservative convictions. It was easy. It was an easy decision to make, which baffles me as to why it was so difficult for lawmakers to make the wrong decision for kids. So plain. I had to fight this stuff at my own school, even though it was a private school. I had to fight it. And you, sometimes you just got to get out there. A new analysis of data from the Center for Education Policy Research Nation Report Card shows that Tennessee students lost on average what equals to five months of math learning between 2019 and 2022 and four months of reading learning. Great work, legislature. Great work, governor. And again, I'm telling you, like if you ran a school in, in the private sector, in most private sector schools that stayed in, didn't have any of these issues, nobody got fired. Nobody's owned up to it. Nobody's apologized. It, it baffles me. The report shows that the largest learning losses in Tennessee public schools came in Shelby County with a full-year loss. Davidson County was seven months lost, and, and Montgomery County was six months lost. Shelby County and Davidson County have two things and have one thing in common, and that is that they are ran by Democrats. Anytime you have a school system or a government that is ran uh, in liberal ideology, they just don't they don't care about the people they actually represent. They don't care about the functional outcome of the people they represent. They care about the, the look of it, and they care about the government employees, and they care about the bureaucracy, and they care about the control, but they do not care about the outcomes of the individuals they serve. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Truth and a great song as well. That is correct, Charles Cook, and that is by Aaron Tippin. Thank you. Haywood County, Union County, Humphrey County, and Wayne County also showed some of the largest learning loss. The CEPR faculty director said the pandemic was like a band of tornadoes that swept across the country. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. The government response to the pandemic was like a wrecking ball to children's already failing government education experience. Continue with the quote, some communities were left relatively untouched, like the ones that had some damn common sense, and kept the kids in school. While neighboring schools were devastated. The Education Recovery Scorecard is the first high-resolution map of the tornado's path to help local leaders see the magnitude of the damage and guide local recovery efforts. It is so funny. There's this standard playbook. You see it all the time. You see it. I mean, it's constant. Let me show you a few of them. Where the government creates this awful situation through their own incompetence and mismanagement, smokescreen everybody into thinking that they had no hand in it, didn't know about it, weren't aware of it, and then they come in on their white horses a few months later to quote-unquote fix it and typically make it worse. That's like the pattern of behavior. And they throw your money at it, your taxpayer dollars, in these failing schools. And you know, I saw a recent report from the comptroller about whether or not schools were doing all of the things that were necessary under the grant uh, and the program to try to recover some of this learning loss in reading. 
And it's like, yeah, they're doing this stuff. They're doing this stuff. They're doing this stuff. And I just replied back and said, do you have any indication that there are actually any results from doing this stuff? And the answer, I I would almost be, if I had to bet $20,000 of my hard-earned money right now on whether there's any results, I would say it's damn near none. It's about the appearance. It's get on a bus, ride around with Penny Schwinn and a bunch of educators, do a bunch of photo ops, post on Facebook about how you're dumping a bunch of money into a hole in the ground, and then everybody's supposed to feel better about the fact that they got screwed for two years and that their kids and parents and Tennesseans all over Tennessee were stripped of their constitutional rights and that our leaders didn't have enough common sense to do the right thing. I ain't forgetting. It's like that old, <laughs> reminds me of that old poster that you used to see of this old uh, rebel so, uh, soldier. And uh, underneath it was the caption, Forget Hell. And that's how I feel about the pandemic, the scandemic, the pandemic. Forget hell. All right, guys. Help us here. Tomorrow's my birthday. Boy, I'd love nothing more than if you would send a contribution. People often uh, on Facebook. Now, see, I can't select the Tennessee conservative on Facebook as a, uh, as a charity because we are not a, a nonprofit. Why did we not become a nonprofit? Because here recently... The legislature passed a law to silence and to intimidate conservative nonprofits from telling the truth about incumbents. It was called the, we call it the incumbent protection bill. That same farce legislation didn't do anything about transparency uh, and lobbying, uh, didn't do anything about caption bills, didn't do anything about things that are actually an issue of transparency for Tennessee voters. And one reason we run our publication as a for-profit news publication, 100% within its rights, freedom of the press, it's a constitutional right. I'm sure that at some point we will become effective enough where they will try to strip that from us. We'll probably end up having to go to court over it, I imagine. That's the reason that we're not a nonprofit, because we don't want to have our speech censored like so many of the conservative groups in Tennessee were by our own Republican legislature. Shameful. Nobody reported on this properly. So in order for us to continue doing what we're doing, because so so many people are so fearful to advertise with a true conservative news publication, I need your help. Mail me a check. Tennessee conservative, East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. Now listen, if you're one of those big rollers... And you're like, I'd like to really help this guy, but I don't know much about him. You want to get on the phone with me? Fine. Call the office. I'll set up an appointment, 423-602-7945. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. And when you do, and Jennifer reminded me to tell you this, when you give any donation, we will send you a proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. I do see these on cars as I drive down the interstate and sometimes the byways of Tennessee. This Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. We will send you a directory of your elected officials in the Senate and the House. We're about to update that puppy. And if you give $50 or more or a recurring donation monthly of $10 or more, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. And nestled within it for a limited time, as supplies last, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative koozie. It is fantastic. I think that the best use of this is to prevent COVID-19. And all you have to do is just put this over your face and then magically 
magically, not only are you protected against a terrible disease when you put this on your face, uh, not only are you protected, you get many crowns in heaven, and your virtue signaling points go through the roof, and you can scoff and laugh at people who fail to cover their face with the Tennessee Conservative koozie. Do go to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support. Uh, do donate. Don't 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 take a free ride, guys. People are like, why is it we can't get any conservative news publications? Why can't we get any conservative? We what we need to do, and then you ask them, well, do you give to the publications? Do you give to the organizations? Do you give to the now? Well, the liberals are, the leftists are, the corporations are. Not only are they giving, they're out giving you probably a thousand to one, maybe more. So we need the help. If nothing, nothing else, do it for my birthday tomorrow, as a, as a gift to me and to uh, assuage your guilty conscience. <laughs> Moving right along, Williamson County Board votes to limit citizen engagement. Who would have thought it? You know what it is? Why? They're tired of parents asking them to do their job. They're tired of parents riding their butt like a horse in a saddle because of their performance. The Williamson County School Board has voted to limit formal complaints about textbooks, instructional materials, and supplementary instruction materials only to current WCS parents, guardians, employees, and students. Because, you know, if 50% of your Tennessee tax dollars are taken and thrown into your local school, you shouldn't have a say. You're not a stakeholder. I'd say, well, if you can't have a say, then give me my money back. I'd rather have my money back anyway. Grandparents, former educators, and other concerned Williamson County residents have lost the ability to meaningfully engage directly with the school board about objectionable material in the taxpayer-funded public schools. Prior to the vote, the amendment was proposed that would have allowed all county citizens, but the amendment failed. School board member Donna Clement spoke in favor of the amendment, saying there are some people who might not have a child in the school but have a heart in the matter. They care deeply about the schools. We are all connected together. We need to be inclusive. Her statement garnered a round of applause, and she made a motion to amend the policy to Williamson County residents. However, Williamson County School Superintendent Jason Golden disagreed, stating he did not recommend the amendment to the policy. School board member Sheila Cleveland said that grandparents and other stakeholders and citizens have other means to provide input regarding school material they see as objectionable, stating that they can work together and file a complaint. After the amendment discussion, the board voted the amendment, uh, and the amendment failed with 5-7 to seven vote, followed by a 10-2 vote in favor of the original policy. These people are just tired, which is good. If you're making them tired, if you're wearing them out, if you're making them have to like question whether they should have ran for the school board or not because they're being held accountable for performance, great. This is, we need more of this. We don't need less of it. I can't believe this. This is a story. National council members push back against the mayor's $2.1 billion stadium deal, corporate welfare for millionaires and billionaires that the legislature went along with and the governor. This stuff is morally reprehensible, in my opinion. And all these lobbyists enriching themselves to defraud the taxpayers with no accountability. No accountability. If this stuff does not deliver the rainbows and buttercups and unicorns flying through the air, if it doesn't put tons of money into the economy... If it can't be proven, guess what? Guess who gets to hold the bag? The taxpayer. The only person that really benefits from this crap are the millionaires and billionaires connected to this grown men throwing a coconut around. Who gives a rip? This is leisure time activity. 
This is not essential to Tennessee government. This is leisure time activity. So what if somebody wants to play cornhole or golf? Or they just want to watch TV or read a comic book or drive down the road or go to a state park? Who cares? Why do we selectively pick these goofy things to give money to? And not just a little bit of money. I mean, unbelievable gobs of taxpayer money. Opposition to a deal for the public portion of financing of the $2.1 billion Tennessee Titan Stadiums is building amongst Nashville council members since the deal was first announced at a press conference by the mayor's office and then a non-binding term sheet was presented to the city sports authority and East Bank Stadium Committee. The deal includes $500 million payment from the state of Tennessee, your money, for this garbage. And they pat, break their arms, patting themselves on the back as if they've done something good when they've done something morally, in my opinion, questionable at best. $760 million in bonds from the city sports authority and an undetermined amount of future tax dollars that will go toward the stadium maintenance, upkeep, and East Bank infrastructure. Mary says, far right is just as bad as the far left. I don't know about the far right. I don't mind the far right as much. You know why I don't mind the far right? I'll tell you why, Mary. Because we never get the far right. We don't even get close to the far right. When the far right screams and jumps, I mean, the far right does not have agency, does not have representation in the media, in the schools, in the government. It, it, they're like a little small ragtag of people. And all they do is make the rhinos a little bit less liberal. That's like the sum total of the effect, or so it seems. I'd love to see some fun. Like, like, don't give away billions of taxpayer dollars for nonsense. Backdoor deals are simply unacceptable these days. Council member Emily Benedict wrote Friday while stating she is against the deal. Amen. Jason, will you reach out? I don't know that she would come on this show. Would you reach out to Emily Benedict? I would love to hear her opinion on this. She may not be conservative, I don't know, but I I'd love to have, I'd love to interview her about this. We must build public trust, and we can do so when we have all the details available for everyone to see before we take action. We shouldn't be asked to approve hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars when we don't have all the information. I don't think you should have to be forced to do it anyway, Emily. During last week's stadium uh, committee, Council members Mendez and Johnson objected to Nashville Finance Directors Kelly Flannery's push for the council to consider an approval of the term sheet as binding as the Titans would then continue costly stadium construction planning in hopes of the stadium opening in 2026 or 2027. Council member Russ Bradford said, I very much felt the tone of the administration that Titans is ramming this through without giving council the taxpayers a chance to speak up. I think that it was the Beacon Center, I believe, and if I'm misquoting... I apologize, but the Beacon Center did a poll, and about 60% of Tennesseans are opposed to this corporate welfare crap, and I bet it's 80% of Republicans. But, buddy, that PAC money, and that we got a bunch of PAC money flowing into accounts up in Nashville. We got a bunch of lobbyists getting rich at your expense, and these corporations getting into your pocketbook, and, and the GOP's doing it. One of many reasons I find it very difficult to vote, to vote for Bill Lee and why I'm not. Jefferson County Commission stands up for medical freedom of Tennessee Guardsmen. Good, because our governor won't. 
When Captain Mickey Shelton signed up to serve as the Tennessee National Army Guard, I like this gentleman, I've interviewed him, met him. He made a commitment to answer the call of duty in the state of Tennessee in times of crisis, natural disaster, to defend the state deployed overseas. He never expected to fight his own government for his medical freedom for himself and his fellow guardsmen. That is exactly what he is doing. He's out there working this hard. I'm glad somebody is. Tell all, U, uh, all U.S. military personnel were ordered to take the you-know-what or be discharged from service. Shelton set out to change the policy and is now getting help from the Jefferson County Commission. Good. If the state won't do anything, and apparently they won't, because we have very little conservative leadership at the top, and everybody just follows like lemmings behind the leadership, maybe we can get local government to do something. Jefferson County Commissioner... Austin Brooks, along with two co-sponsoring county commissioners, Marcus Reed and, and Rob Blevins, proposed a formal county resolution calling on the Tennessee governor to, in part, reinstate the Tennessee Army and Air National Guard members full benefits who have refused the vaccine and publicly condemn the firings and non-pay status of Tennessee Army and Air National Guard members and request that the Tennessee Attorney General coordinate a lawsuit to file an emergency injunction with other states against the Department of Defense and the Biden administration. Now, if I am not mistaken, and I could be, sometimes I have to focus so much on Tennessee and what's going on in Tennessee that I don't have time to keep up with national news. Don't ever send me anything that has to do with national news because I can't keep up with it. I work a full-time job. I don't take a paycheck doing this. I can't keep up with every time you know Joe Biden messes his pants or whatever. I just can't. i got to tell you what's going on in Tennessee because nobody else is. It is a very important job. I take it very seriously. It says the man in the Let's Go Brandon tank top. Very seriously. Lots of journalisming going on over here. But I believe I saw a recent article that uh, one of the courts ordered, at least in New York or a couple other places, and I could be messing this stuff up, that that people that had been fired, I believe it was New York, uh, for not doing this, should have be reinstated, have back pay and all their benefits, etc. And I hope, 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 hope that some of that stuff comes down the pike because the evidence just does not support that any of this is necessary. Does not stop transmission. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. People in, in service are usually like not susceptible to like croaking from getting this. Neither are kids, but the CDC put it on the schedule. Amazing. Finally, it ain't like there's not reported side effects. And people are just sweeping that crap under the rug. Especially if you've already had it. Like, no reason. In addition, they asked Governor Lee to issue salary payments to the Tennessee Air and Air Guard members who are on non-pay status relative to state active duty orders for refusing to do something against their conscience, Governor, at the request of the Tennessee Adjutant General to halt any further firings of National Tennessee Guards members who have refused, and finally terminate the mandate for the Tennessee Guard, a volunteer force that is not federally funded and cannot be federalized for any deployments. Commissioner Brooks stated hopeful that other county and city legislative bodies, uh, bodies will follow suit and make their own resolution supporting the medical freedom of Tennessee Guardsmen. The only thing I've seen out of the government, the governor's office was some crappy Facebook post, and I don't know who put it up from his PR team, ought to be fired, snarkily commenting on the fact that these people want their medical freedom, 
because they got on the bandwagon, right? They spent state and federal money pushing this nonsense, the lies, and they're hoping people forget, and for the most part, they have. Forget hell. All right, guys. That's the whole ball of wax. I don't even know where that saying comes from, the whole ball of wax. I've never had a ball of wax. Have you? Somebody look that up on, on the intertube. Find out what, what, where that came from. That's the whole ball of wax. What are we doing this weekend? I think I've given you a preview of it. I may have lost many, many listeners who only hold on to the end of the Tennessee Conservative Big 7 because they want to know what I'm doing over the weekend. They are just desperately wanting to know. So I'm going to give you the rundown. I've got to get in here and write a bunch of notes. Uh, I've got some things I've got to button up work-wise before I leave here. It's always a hustle with me. Uh, two jobs and one of them doesn't pay. Um, and I've got to get a fire pit or borrow one from my friend Eric. I've got to get a bunch of steaks. I've got to go clean up a bunch of stuff, move a bunch of stuff, chop a bunch of firewood. Um, I think we've still got some cleaning to do around the house, some organizing some furniture to pick up. I mean, we're, this is the first time since we have been in our home that the floors have not been ripped up, that we've not had people inside mm-hmm. the house. And in fact, we were supposed to still have some people uh, inside the house this week. And I said, no more, no more. I, get, I give up. Months and months of like, tradespeople out of the house continually. So we are getting it all done. We're assembling the car. We're putting the last lug nut on right before it rolls over the finish line because that's the way we do it sometimes. And that's the way life happens. The children, on the other hand, uh, are vacating the premises along uh, with the matriarch of the Lewis family, Kristen, and they are going to journey north uh, to Dollywood. I hear they have at least two big attractions, and uh, she is going to have a good time there, uh, and she is going to uh, take Bibby. She will be in tow. Uh, she is the original grand matriarch of the Fincher family, and uh, so we will have people. So we're going to uh, cook out a bunch of steaks tonight, pick guitar and banjo uh, and mandolin, I hope, uh, around the campfire tonight and just have BS sessions endlessly, get up in the morning, eat some breakfast, wander around Chattanooga, see what we can get into. It's kind of a free-for-all. We have some folks that have to watch the sports. I hear that there are sports this weekend. And I've I got a TV installed specifically because my guy friends have to watch the sports. they got to watch them. It's like the only time football is on the TV that I see every year is usually two times a year, and that's the first weekend in November and the first weekend in Dece- December when I'm hanging out with my friends that have to watch the sports. Because the sports must be watched, and we must, we must especially in Tennessee, we must make sure that billions of dollars uh, go into the sports. I just... It, it, baffles me. If you want to watch the sports, go buy a ticket. Go buy a ticket. Buy sponsorship. Fine. I'm not going to prevent anybody from doing it, but don't be getting into my pocket for it. It is of no interest to me and many other Tennesseans. If it is of interest to you, I'm very happy. Um, so that's that. Uh, then we're going to, you know, Sunday, uh, typically we have to hot foot it because we're renting a cabin. Well, this Sunday, we'll just be at my house. So I don't know. People may linger. You know, what is that they say that, uh, was it Benjamin Franklin said that uh, both fish and house guests both stinketh after three days? <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. Brandon Lewis here with the 10 Con Big 7. Please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Hit that support button if for some reason, 
and this is like inexplicable and illogical. Uh, you have not subscribed to the newsletter. Hit that subscribe button because uh, we send out very important notifications. The news comes out at 1130 every day. If you don't get it from us, you'll get it from other people, and they will lie to you in many cases. So don't let that happen to you. Uh, be in the know more so than anybody else so that you can guide and direct folks. Again, last day of early voting. Let me uh, make a suggestion to you. One, go vote. Two, everybody has two or three people that you might consider to be very good friends of yours or family members. And they don't know their right from their left when it comes to voting. I want you to, on your way to the polls, if you've yet to vote, just say, hey, have you voted? And just say, can I come by and pick you up? And you drive them. And if they're in your neighborhood especially, you've got neighbors and, and family that live in the same district you do, voted in the same polls. And if you're going to early voting, it doesn't matter where, they, where they're from. They can just go to the early voting center. And you drag them to the polls. Early voting, I think, turnout, if I remember correctly, we reported this recently, is like 45% of what it was in the last early vote, uh, I believe. I think we're like down 45%. It just goes to show you how enthusiastic the governor is to people. We're down 45%. That's, that's how much people are like excited, and I don't blame them. It, it's hard to get excited. I wish we had had a primary opponent for Mr. Uh, Lee. Uh, he deserved one. Should have had one. Um, but we, what I hope it is my hope next year to put together, as I've mentioned, a, a candidate training, and perhaps even a coaching group, um, so that we can have uh, good, vigorous conversations in primaries and equip people to actually win, uh, and to do so at a reasonable cost. Uh, right now in Tennessee, if you want to run for office and get any help. If you're not a left-leaning rhino who is just awash with PAC money, you can't afford consulting services. But we're going to try to put together a model similar to what I've done for painting contractors to try to um, amend that. And it will take a lot of work. But I'm working on some things in my business uh, right now that hopefully will free me up a little to be able to do that. I can make no promises, but I'm going to try. That's all I can do. All right, guys. Love you. Be good. Be safe out there. Be free, even more importantly. Uh, and have a great weekend. Take care. Talk to you next week. Forward this around. Post it in the groups. Let freedom ring. Later, guys.